Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Bucks game is over. And now it's time for the longest running pro hoops post game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. You know, I feel good. I always can get better. But you know, I know I know myself. I know how usually it goes. You know, if I'm healthy, things are gonna be okay. The head coach. Um, you know, offensively, I think you know we make a few more shots could be dangerous. And the fans. You got a guy in Giannis. He's just like the most likable human being, and all the other people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes it after him, and it just it's really positive to see that be the team that we give. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Now, here's your host, Bill Baby Tausch-Schmid on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Well, that got way closer than it should have. Bucks win against the Boston Celtics tonight at Fiserv Forum and avenge the first one of the year, 128 to 123. Your final score from Fiserv Forum tonight. Bucks led by 20 at a bunch of different points in time. If you're leaving Fiserv Forum, want to hear from you after that one. 414-799-1250. We're going to hear from the Hall of Famer, Sidney Moncrief, coming up here momentarily on the Big and Safe Pro Hoops postgame show. Just a, a sloppy effort late, not being able to clean up, and also just not being able to pull away. The Bucks dominate the first quarter, but of a 36 spot, three threes in the quarter just alone by Brooke Lopez. Team was warm, team was getting hot, and then it slowly dissipates from there, and then the Bucks just steamroll through the second quarter. But the defense allowing Boston to hang around, and while they put up 40, Boston answers with 38. Bucks come out of the break and hang 30 up, and, and they're getting close to it again, and then allow Boston to still hang around. And there into the fourth quarter, Boston makes a big surge and brings it within four at one point, but a game that the Bucks led by double digits most of the night. You want to hear from a coach being frustrated with not being able to put somebody away. I want to bring you what Mike Budenholzer said at halftime or going into the fourth quarter from Kristen Ledlow of TNT later on when we get into some highlights here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. But he's here. He's ready to rock and roll. He's a Hall of Famer. He's on with us next here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. It's time to get the perspective of tonight's game from a Hall of Famer. I love the city of Milwaukee, the Bucks organization. A Bucks legend. It's all about the game, and I'm just blessed to be a part of the great game of basketball. Sidney Moncrief joins the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on AM 1250 and 105.7 FM, The Fan. He knows all about the Boston Celtics. You see his number four hanging in the rafters at Fiserv Forum. Sidney Moncrief, the Hall of Famer, joins us now on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Sidney, I know you know all about these Boston Celtics, but first I want to start with you tonight on the coaching side of your illustrious basketball career. 
What is it like as a coaching staff trying to keep the heads in the game when you've been up almost 20 going into the break and you put up 76 like the Bucks do in the first half tonight? Well, first of all, as a coach, you know you're not 20 points better than Boston. You're better than Boston, so you expect for them to make a run. You hope that their run will stop before it gets into the double-digit lead. So I'm sure the coaching staff expected to run, but they did not expect Boston to probably get within four points. That could be the toughest part is you you know that the run is going to come. You know that it's going to to get out and head. And like you said, no, there's not many teams that are 20 points better than other teams in the league. And the Bucks have struggled, you know, in a couple of their losses, the Boston game out there. And, you know, tonight they rectify it and finish the game, but the Miami game early blowing it seems like one of the more dangerous places to be in the nba is with a 20 point lead because you're one or two good runs away from losing that thing and not being able to get the momentum back you really are and when you're 60 to 70 percent shooting three-point shots in the first half you know that cannot last you feel that your team is going to come back to a certain level you just hope that level is not where it jeopardizes you winning or losing the ball game or jeopardize, I'm sorry, you losing the ball game. And let's be realistic. The Bucks still won. I right. think it's good for them to have these tight games to where they have a lead on a good team and the other good team makes a run. You have a guy that scores 40 points and, and smart start coming alive and the Bucks start missing shots they normally make. But you're able to keep your composure, which is what's important, and still win the ball game. Sydney, I think if Marcus Smart only played the Milwaukee Bucks, he might be he might be an All Star like two or three times because the guy just seems to always play well against the Bucks, and he always seems to play good defense on Giannis, being as much smaller as he is, being able to play somebody like that as the defensive guy you were. What is your number one tactic going up against somebody with that kind of size advantage against you? It's really strange, and this is going to sound strange. The smaller players gave me the most trouble because they're closer to where the basketball is most of the time. Okay. Which is below your knee or from your knee to your hip, which is normally the size of the player. And you're constantly thinking and you're worrying about, is this guy going to steal the ball, strip the ball when I'm going up to shoot, or when I dribble, are they going to pressure up and steal the basketball? It's extremely difficult to play against a small, strong, intelligent ball player. And and that really is Marcus Smart. I mean, people don't like him necessarily in the city of Milwaukee because of how well he's played against the Bucks. But he is. He's just a smart ball player and knows how to get. Sometimes it just seems like he knows how to get under somebody else's skin. And, and that part of keeping your composure must just be so tough. And I, I got to be honest, I just... I, I envy these dudes being able to do this in pro sports, Marcus, because it cannot be that easy to be able to keep your composure in that kind of moment. No, it's very difficult. And remember, smart plays into people's bodies. If officials allow you to do that, you have a distinct advantage over a guy that's smaller. I'm sorry, a guy that's larger than you. And I think tonight Giannis still scores, what, 32 points, 17 rebounds. Mm-hmm. He's very effective. But – 10 for 20 from the foul line. Now that, Those that are a lot of points that we left 
on the plate tonight. And and those are those are numbers that that Bucks fans seem to always be looking at is the free throw percentage from Giannis Sidney Moncrief. What what can that be? Do you think that's in between the ears or uh, movement wise? Because he was closer to seventy five percent earlier on in his career. Yeah, I think right now we're going to see Giannis evolve into a 75% foul shooter, but it won't be a quick process, and he's going to have nights like he had tonight from the foul line where he just doesn't get into the groove. You you struggle early, and you don't have confidence later in the ball game, and that's what happened tonight. But I think he will be a 75% foul shooter, but it might take another two or three years for him to be consistent. 32 points and 17 rebounds from Giannis tonight. Just an incredible stat line. Dropping seven dimes in there, and that works out. But in 30 minutes, 23 points and three of five from downtown. It feels like, Sydney. we're always talking about Chris Middleton just continuing to up his game. And it appears Chris, a historically streaky guy, uh, is starting to get a little bit warm. Yeah, he is. Anytime you can score 23 points on 13 shots, get six rebounds, four assists, two steals, zero turnovers, I think that's a line most players would love to have in the (laughs) NBA. And he is, as we know, a dominant player. And I think he's starting to get the feel, his groove, and I expect these type numbers consistently from here out. Sydney, I've thought that Sydney Moncrief joining us on the Pick and Save Probes postgame show. Appreciate everybody leaving Fiserv form. If you want to join us, it's 414-799-1250. I've I've felt like Dante DiVincenzo is one of these players in the league that is, is a really good role player because he knows how to play with guys that, that might be better than him. And, and being able to understand that I can do all of the dirty work while all the other guys do the, the fancy stuff, and I'm going to get my numbers in the flow of the game and just maybe being smarter around the game. Is that just a, a tactic and, and being an intelligent basketball player that maybe you play better with better guys around you? I think Dante is a very skilled player. I think he has the ability to be a primary guy, one of your top four or five players. He's still relatively young and trying to get the feel of the NBA game. The speed, Billy, the speed, the speed of the NBA, the closeout, and it makes it so much more difficult for you when you come out of college. It takes certain players longer to adjust, but we're seeing – get his rhythm, his feel, his confidence, and he's capable in 28 minutes of scoring 19 points. Four out of eight from the three-point line. He's that type of player. He's that type of talent. I I totally agree, and I think a lot of it, too, is you just said adjusting to the speed, and and that's 100% it because – we also kind of forget now he was the first round pick from two years ago, but he missed almost all of last year to an injury and, and still being able to come back from that, still getting himself underneath him, get his legs back underneath him and being able to run at this pace is, is something else. Sidney Moncrief joining us here on the pick and save pro who's post game show. You mentioned Kemba Walker being able to drop 40 tonight. He's a special player on the other side too. Yeah. He's so streaky. He can go along like he did tonight and just like, just be out there. You don't notice him very much. And then he can just put points up in bunches, which he did tonight. And he's the type of player, they're never out of the ball game. Any team he's on, that team is never out of the ball game because he can do two things. He can make three-point shots, and he can get to the free-throw line, which slows the game down for his opponent. 
and that's what happened tonight. You make your threes, you get to the line, you take the momentum away from the Bucks because now they have to stop free throw line and then restart their offense. We had 28 points in transition, I think, the first half because it was we could run. It was a free game. Mm-hmm. Not as many people going to the foul line, and that turned a little bit the second half. And they were just – I mean, white hot from three in that first half, 12 of 15 from the three-point line. I mean, that sounds like numbers that somebody puts up shooting free throws at the YMCA before you finish up your, your workout, being able to go 12 of 15 from the three-point line. And some of it started with Brooke Lopez in that first quarter, Sydney knocking it down from, from the outside. You as an older school guy watching the game, is it still – Weird to you seeing a guy that big and that size, that skill set, stepping out from 23 feet away? Absolutely. <laughs> he would be taken up by space. I might, be, I might be a little upset at him right now. However, <laughs> he's the type of player that could go inside or outside. And the fact he's a very good rebounder, he doesn't give up much on the defensive end. You can appreciate and you could, you could take him shooting three-point shots because he does so many other things for that team. I just don't like guys that that just shoot Mm three-pointers that are seven-footers, and they can't go inside, they can't get an offensive rebound, they can't block a shot. I have a problem with those type of large, big players. Well, and that's that's the really fascinating part about it, Sidney, because it's not like he's he's not doing the dirty work defensively. He's one of the better rim protectors in in the game, and and he does. He's still able to get offensive rebounds. He still battles down low. And when they still need a bucket, it appears that Mike Budenholzer and the staff are being a little bit more open to letting him go down low and and finish around the basket, which was one of his calling cards as a young player. Yeah, I think if you look back upon Jack Sigma, Hall of Fame player, I'm not saying Lopez is Jack Sigma, but there's some similarities there. When Jack got older, he went from being inside to a three-point shooter. However, he could still go inside and post up when needed. He could still set good picks. He could still play defense on the other end. He's similar to that, the same type of player, the same skill set. Sydney, when when you're a a player in the locker room and somebody does something like that, you know, changes the way that they've played the game pretty much consistently, taking something out of their game to to fit more of the offense, I think of Chris Middleton's, you know, turnaround mid-range jump shot. It felt like last year they didn't want him utilizing that as much. What kind of confidence, what kind of feel does that give to other guys in the locker room where – it is all hands on deck, and I'll do something different than I'm used to so we can win games. It just feels like a different type of chemistry that this group has in it, and it shows off in the win column. Yeah, it's special, and I don't, I don't know if we fully appreciate what we're watching when we watch the Bucks play. I really think we take it for granted the way they play the game, the way they sacrifice to one another, yet they're able to maintain their confidence in their offensive strengths. And that's very difficult to do when you're asked to make a change, but yet you're still making those shots that you made before because you know that that coach has confidence in you, number one. And number two, you know your teammates are pulling for you. I, I didn't even realize this, and I apologize for it. The Bucks just put this out. Think about how tough this is, Sidney Moncrief, and you can comment on how tough it is for a 48-minute game. This is the 10th time this year so far in the 37 wins the Bucks have had that they've led wire to wire the most in the NBA this season. 
<laughs> that doesn't totally surprise me, and here's why. They get off to such great first quarter starts. I think that's really the key to their team. Mm-hmm. They set the tone. You're down by 16 points the first quarter. You're playing uphill the entire game. You're down by, what, 20 at half? You're playing uphill. And you can't play uphill that long and expect to win many games. And the Bucks, that's been their calling card is a strong first quarter. And typically, they have a strong third quarter. Tonight, they struggled a little bit in the third quarter, but that first quarter was the difference in the game. Sydney, appreciate it, man. I, I really appreciate the time tonight. I uh, know you're busy here tonight, but I appreciate you carving out a couple of minutes to talk Bucks with us. I know the city loves hearing from you as uh, you, you are a, a living legend in this town, my friend, and one of the main reasons why uh, that arena looks as beautiful as it does in Bucks basketball is as good as it is right now. Appreciate it, Sydney. We'll talk soon. Well, Billy, you know, the best thing I, I heard you say, you say after living legend, you know what's the most important part of that? Don't say living. I'm living. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. Sydney, <laughs> take it easy, Good man. Night. Enjoy the night. All right, bye. That's Sydney Moncrief joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. An absolute living legend. Number four, Sir Sid. It hangs in the rafters, like I say, every single time. Out at five, Sir Forum. Coach for the Bucks. Played for the Bucks for a number of years. Six-time All-Star. Two-time Defensive Player of the Year. And he joins us here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Has your passion outgrown your home? A Great Midwest home. Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit GreatMidwestBank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. We're going to take a time out on that note. Sydney Moncrief here on the Big and Safe Pros postgame show. You can check that back out at 1057FMTheFan.com. Fan on demand if you missed any part of it. 414-799-1250. If you're leaving Fiserv Forum tonight, impressed, disappointed, or a little bit of both that the Bucks allowed Boston to hang in this one as long as they did. But the Bucks still go wire to wire for the 10th time this year. The finish in the final here as the Bucks beat the Boston Celtics tonight, 128-123. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch, talking Bucks basketball with you here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it a dunk? Was it a key basket in transition? Was it a spectacular play down the lane? It's time for the wrench and go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest price auto parts around. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. That's the voice of the NBA, and the true voice of the NBA. Marv Albert on the call tonight. TNT, the highlight. Bucks beat the Boston Celtics 128-123. But Bucks fans walking out of Pfizer Forum, are you breathing a sigh of relief? Flexing the muscles at all after that? Bucks for yet another time come into a game like this, and we just talked Sidney Moncrief. They get off to these huge starts, these fast, quick starts. But tonight, the defense unable to do their part in the blowout instead allow boston to come back from leads of 24 26 and had it within four late in the game and had an opportunity to pull it within one if marcus smart would have hit his sixth three against the bucks here tonight and i'm telling you that dude 
if you're Marcus Smart, you might just want to hope every single game played is against Milwaukee Bucks because that dude balls against the Milwaukee Bucks. He was 5 of 10 from downtown, but uh, the guy that was able to shoot them back into the game was Kemba Walker there late. He drops 40, and the Bucks are able to hang on with a 40-point second quarter and a 30 spot in the third, and they battled back in that third quarter, but that was where... Boston was really given life, and Mike Budenholzer was none too happy. Here's what he said to Kristen Ledlow uh, after that third quarter on TNT. Coach, the Celtics cut into that deficit until the final minutes. How much is your staff stressing keeping the foot on the pedal when you establish a large lead? Well, I mean, we had a good first half, but that was a terrible third quarter. I don't, there's no foot on any pedal there. They cut it to nine. We got to be better this half or this quarter. Do these final 12 minutes feel more important considering the playoff picture in the Eastern Conference? No, I mean, we just want to be better, so it's important in that way. Thank you, Coach. That's the easiest way to say it. No, uh, that, well, I don't know what, I don't know what you just watched, but that was trash. So, whatever we do in these next 10, 12 minutes, no, it doesn't matter for the one seed. We're seven and a half games up on these boys. What the issue is, we need to be able to uh, not look like trash for 10 minutes of a 12-minute quarter. But they, they made up the difference. They were being outscored by 9 or 10, I think, in that quarter. And they go on like a 9-0 run in the final minute and a half of the quarter. And they still end up winning the period. And ultimately, it was a big point as they're able to win it by 5 tonight, 128-123. 414-799-1250, Brett's in Bayside. He's up on the fan. Hey, Brett. Hey, I thought it was, um, I, I thought it was, I thought it was actually a pretty solid win all the way through. Boston is going to come back. I mean, I really feel bad for Marcus Smart. I mean, goodness gracious, guy plays tough, but then all of a sudden he loses the ability to walk as soon as the defender is a foot away from him, or an offensive player is a foot away from him. Yeah, it's crazy. He loses all his balance, doesn't he? It's, it's, it's a shame. It's tragic. You have to feel bad for the guy. But my, but actually, the, the, the issue that I have here tonight is that Giannis gets a terrible whistle. We all know that. He does not get the – he doesn't need the LeBron whistle. He just needs a decent whistle because the guy is too big and fast for what any ref can see. The, Budenholzer does not seem to like to use his challenge. He must feel that it shows up the ref. He should have used it on the offensive foul that called an Ojale because that was a horrendous call. That was an obvious turn. It was an obvious uh, overturn. Ojale was still moving, his feet were in set. You, at some point, Budenholzer has to say, yo, if one Giannis is running at you, you sure. cannot back up and stop that fast. He needed to challenge that call. The narrative, the national narrative right now is going to be the Bucks had a big lead, they blew it. Budenholzer had an opportunity right there to turn the narrative to Giannis gets a terrible whistle. And the uh, one... Thanks a lot. Oh, appreciate it, Brett. The, the one thing that I think is, is fascinating with the, with the reviews in basketball is they actually have set some precedent to overturn some calls. I mean, like, it, it does appear that they will overturn a couple of, of whistles. Giannis does get some some bad breaks, right? The the one that's trending right now is Marcus Smart grabbing his, his ankle and, and no call being – or no whistle being blown on, on that call. I understand the frustration on the no calls, but is that anything new? I mean, that, that's going to keep happening. The dude is, and Brett said it, he has got to be the most difficult guy to officiate in the league. He's so big, he's so fast, and he's so strong. Does he get contacted on pretty much every play? Yes. He initiates some, but 
look in the rules, and there's a reason why you initiate that contact, and it's supposed to go in your favor. It appears a lot of the time, though, that Giannis doesn't necessarily uh, get the whistles that he most certainly does deserve. Let's go out to Florida. I'm listening on the radio.com app is Dan. Dan's on the fan. What's going on, man? Not, not too much, man. Uh, I'm glad we got the win, but I got to say I'm a little bit worried. Because um, I'll tell you why. I think a couple of the things that showed up in the playoffs last year showed up there, you know, reared their ugly head again. Number one, I mean, I'm, I'm worried about Bledsoe. You know, I don't want to use the term mental midget. That might be too strong, but honestly, turnovers in the first half, checked out. And we're, I, I don't know what to do. I mean, let me ask you this. You, can you rely on him to win a championship right now? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I question it all a lot, Dan. I really do, and it's part of the reason why a lot of people haven't necessarily liked the amount of conversation I have with Malcolm Brogdon on this show because despite what the, the feeling was and the sentiment after they signed Bledsoe, that decision was Eric Bledsoe over Malcolm Brogdon. Defensively, you get the better player in Eric Bledsoe, I agree. But offensively, the the parts of the game that you can't measure on the stat sheet, those clutch moments, those that ability to take over and that ability also to block out the issues that he obviously has with the Boston Celtics, I, I do think you lose a little bit there. Exactly. The thing is, though, I, I mean, what are we? It's, we're so deep into the season. You know, we're not going to make a crazy move. Right? No. To be yeah, so we're like it's we're riding him the whole way at this point, right? I mean, it is what it is. It doesn't appear that a move's coming, and and Dan, to be honest with you, I don't know what you gain with Drew Holiday. I don't know that that's the a major improvement that everybody's looking for. I just don't see the one markable improvement that you see on the market that you're going to be able to go get that's better than Bledsoe. I agree with your with your concerns though, because it's obvious that he doesn't like playing Boston. Right, and then I mean, Giannis's free throws that was the worst he's looked. I think all year with free throw. I mean, that unfortunately brought back bad memories of last year's playoffs too. I think he'll fix that by the playoffs because I, I really do think he's got this air about him this year. I'm not so worried about that. But Bledsoe, I mean, you saw at the end of the game, they didn't even have him out there. I don't even know when the last time he played. They had Hill and uh, DiVincenzo, which, by the way, really happy with uh, his career high. Yeah, and, and I'm a big fan of Dante DiVincenzo really coming into his own. Appreciate it, Dan. 19 tonight for Dante DiVincenzo as he matches that career high, as Dan just said. I mean, the guy is just continuing to get better and continuing to get more opportunities, and rightfully so, because he's contributed whenever he's been in the game. While sometimes it doesn't necessarily look great, he's taking advantage of the opportunity, and he's carving himself out more minutes, and I think he's carving himself out a bigger spot in the rotation. Out in Tosa, we find Chip. At 414-799-1250. Chip, what's on your mind tonight, man? Man, what's going on, baby Tops? Appreciate it, man. What's going on? Hey, man. Like, man, I don't, I don't even want to say it, but, I mean, I I don't know. I don't think I've ever even said it yet, but I'm going to knock uh, Coach Bud, man. Why do we got Ursan Ilyasova holding Katner on the bottom, man? The guy was destroying us for, like, five minutes. Second half, just put that's why you Robin went and got, Lopez yes, in. Yes, that's why you went and got Robin Lopez, and that's why Mike Budenholzer was hot to trot to get Robin Lopez in here, a true center that you're able to go match up against it with. I agree with you. That that substitution didn't make a whole lot of sense. Hey, man, you guys have a good night, all right? The game was great, though. Good energy in the place? Chip, chip at the game tonight out in Tosa. It, it always feels good when Boston's in town. But I was wondering what the feeling in that place was. 
because I was talking to some some different people around the country earlier today, and just people around the country want to talk Bucks. Understandably so. They're the best team in the league. I want to talk Bucks. That's why I'm on the show, and that's why I get paid to do it, right? But there's a part of it that sounds amazing because – so swept up in, in Packers football, and they've been so dang good all year long. Like, I'm griping about them blowing the lead that ultimately and actually they never truly blew because they led wire to wire for the 10th time this year. It's a weird feeling. It's a weird dynamic. But the Bucks beat the Celtics, and they avenge one of their, yes, six losses in the first half of the season at home tonight. Let's go out leaving the game is Kurt. Kurt, you're on the uh, Pick and Save Probes postgame show. What's going on? Man, I'm on my way home, and I'm sitting here thinking, like, we just beat, we just beat Boston on national TV. That we did, yes. TV. And everybody's calling in like this team is 6-37. and 37. It's incredible that – Yeah, it's the other way around. I, I, I know that. Mm-hmm. I know we're 37 yep. and 6. But I've had season tickets for 20 years. Mm. And people are acting like this is the same team that was 20 years that we were scrubs. I, they never, yeah. Like you just said, they never even had the lead. Mm-hmm. Never, not once. Anytime they came back, anytime they came back, the Bucks just turned on the defense, went back up 14-16. Yeah, they came back with a few – that game wasn't even close. You know how you have a blowout in football and then the team comes back, but it seems like they were close. But if you really watch the game, it really was a blowout. Yeah, the this garbage time touchdown. The garbage time touchdown Man. that you get at the end of the game. Yeah, this was a blowout. Man, please, we're 37-6. and six. This is a blowout, and y'all need to calm down, man. Giannis is a killer. That man just what? He had, what, 35, 34 points and 17 rebounds? And seven assists. And, and, and Chris was killing the only person that really didn't have a good game. Bledsoe had a bunch of turnovers. And, and Wes Matthews, I don't even think he scored a point. Yeah, Wes Matthews has Wes, Wes Matthews has been MIA since coming back from, from the injury. But, Kurt, I need more of this because you're exactly right. They're winning these games in fashion that Bucks fans we just have not seen pretty much ever before. And it almost feels like we're the scared people at the scared ones at the dance that are worried that our date is going to go dance with somebody else all night instead of going and dancing with her. It's it's sad, man. You have a team that's the best team in the league right now. The, the, the stadium is beautiful. It sells out and we still complain and we can't even accept a winning team in the city. And then they want to know why nobody wants to stay here and play. It's because they listen to you, do you think that players don't listen? I believe that players listen to your show. Mm-hmm. And I always listen, have to. And, and, and if they're listening, they're going to like, dang, man, we just beat a team on national TV, and the fans are complaining about that? The one Why that, would I want to stay here? One that you've played in the playoffs each of the last two years. Yeah. Why would I want to stay here and play for a city that don't appreciate a win? Really? Kurt, Kurt, where are your seats at, man? Uh, I was on the floor for 10 years until I moved to the Pfizer Forum. And then my dad is 82 years old, man, so I had to move up to the disability. That is awesome. He can't, go down, he can't go down to the steps anymore. Man, that is awesome. How long you and your dad been going? You said you've been season ticket over 20 years? 
20 years, and me and dad has been going for 20 years. He, this is the first year That's awesome. where I can only count maybe he's only been to like five games this year because he can't go up and down the steps anymore. Kurt, that's that's amazing, man. Treasure every one of those, dude. That that is just awesome, dude. I I appreciate you calling in. Don't be a stranger, all right? I will, man. Y'all be easy, man. Appreciate Go it. Bucks. Go Bucks. And that that's that's Kurt calling in, leaving the game. That sentiment, we just don't hear a whole lot on Sports Talk Radio. Can I be completely honest with you? Not many people call the post game show to say, "Dude, do we realize that we're thirty seven and six? Right, like there's and there's different times that I bring it up, and then I feel like just beating the drum, right? Beating the fan. But how are you? How are you not? You got to find different things to get better at, right? Every single team, just across all pro sports, you don't watch film to show everybody on the team. Chris, great pass right here, man. Oh, one of the best passers in the league. You've been in those rooms. You know it's Chris. How are you missing this one right here? You see the opportunity we have, Dante. You got to see that back cut. It's pointing out to try to become perfect in an imperfect game. But as fans, you don't have to worry about that. That's somebody else's job. Enjoy the fact that we're dominating teams. Does it look pretty all the time? No. But tonight, it's a delicate balance of. You saw it almost get to a danger zone. Each and every time Boston did come back and cut it within four, cut it within six, Bucks were able to stop on the step down on the pedal and push the lead back out, create some more distance, just a Derrick Henry stiff arm and keep somebody at bay. They were able to do that long enough tonight against Boston, but they led the entire game for the 10th time this year they go wire to wire on somebody and they just did it on national television 414-799-1250 it's the big and safe probes post game show i'm bill schmidt baby tausch we're gonna hear from matt velasquez also mike budenholz are straight ahead keep it right here on 105.7 fm the fan did that really just happen it's time for the are you kidding me moment of the game brought to you by gene wagner plumbing celebrating over 50 years in business for any residential commercial or industrial plumbing needs go to GeneWagner.com. this is the pick and save pro hoops post game show driven by mercedes-benz of milwaukee north on the fan box zone boston again 128 123 the final well did they they led the whole game but they were up 20 at a bunch of different points and it got to single digits, but it's a, it's a delicate balance. Tenth time all year, the Milwaukee Bucks went wire to wire on an NBA team. This one, uh, you played in the Eastern Conference playoffs last year into the second round. And from my vantage point, from my belief system, that team is only getting better. They were without Jalen Brown tonight, but I think Boston is going to be a problem come playoff time. Maybe not big enough to knock off the Bucks, but I believe that it's going to be these two teams uh, facing off in the Eastern Conference Final. I know a lot is made of the 76ers. I know a lot right now. A lot of people are hot to trot on Miami. I am as big of a Tyler Hero fan as you're going to find, but I believe it's these two clubs that end up meeting in late May to see who has a chance to go play for the Larry OB. 414-799-1250. 
Leaving the game is Mike. He's up on the fan. Hey, Mike. Hey, how's it going, man? Good. Hey, I agree with you. I think Boston is the second-best team in the East, but you got to be positive tonight. We just toyed with them. The only reason they came back is because of the rest and Kemba Walker going crazy. This is the best Bucks team of my lifetime, and they're the best, maybe the best Milwaukee team of my lifetime. Right up there was like the 97 Packers. Well, that's I mean, true. you got to you got to enjoy this ride this year, right? You can't complain tonight. Mike, I, I like that that comment. They might be the best team in the state in the last what, 25 years. So I've been around 25 years. My lifetime is this one. Now, championship's going to probably have to come in here, but 96, 97 Packers, both of those teams, 13 and 3. I mean, Leroy will tell us how they dogged through the playoffs, but they're on pace to be – a 70-win ball club. I went through that a couple of nights ago. If you weren't staying up late with us uh, while they were in Portland on a Saturday night, don't worry. I, I definitely understand. No hard feelings. Um, that was the halfway point of the year, and they were 35-6. and six. So just double those up. I'm no math major, but that's 70-12. and 12. That's something that has only been done twice by the 96 Bulls, and the 2016 Warriors. Think about that for a second. Incredible. An absolutely incredible team that we find issues to be wrong with. Let's go to Pete, leaving Pfizer Forum. Pete, how is the atmosphere tonight? Yeah, it was great. I'll tell you what, uh, a W is a W, and, uh, you know, we'll take it. I just wanted to call and tell you, uh, following up on Kurt's comments from before, uh, I actually know Kurt. Was at his wedding. Moose is loose. And uh, what he said, spot on, 100% agree. Uh, I've told people when I've gone to games, I've watched a lot of bad basketball, a lot of tough seasons mm-hmm. of watching the Bucks, And the fact that they're 37-6 and six, and we got the Rolls-Royce player leading the way, uh, we got to enjoy this. Pete, and, uh, there's the no Bobby. The yeah. Go, Go ahead. There's no Bobby Simmons on this team. Now, I'll tell you what. That's, uh, the fact that Kurt is going – with his dad and doing that, I actually uh, got married a few years ago, and uh, the two boys um, with, in the family are really into it. We went to the game tonight, and uh, it's special to share that kind of stuff and uh, do that. So, Kurt, love your brother. I think it's great you're doing that, and uh, look to continue it. And let's enjoy it. My dad, my dad calls it Gripe Radio. When something's going wrong, let's stop with the gripe and enjoy it. It ain't going to last forever. Appreciate it, Pete. No doubt about it. Life's too short to be angry. I feel like I've said that to every single person that I work with in the afternoon. But, like, there's – life is too short to be frustrated and angry. People will make fun of me for being the internal optimist. I love that feel. There are some warts, and we see them more because we watch this team each and every night. And we love watching this team each and every night. Bucks fans – We love, everybody loves dogging Chris Middleton, right? Because you want him to be better. A lot of people see that as, man, people hate Chris Middleton. That dude could cure the common cold, and somebody would say, well, he didn't cure cancer, so what does it matter, right? But you you want it to be better. You want it to just be one step closer to a title, one step closer to something we have never seen here in the city since 71, but... I'm agreeing with this, guys. Seen a lot of bad basketball in this city. A lot. Watched Corey Maggette be a part of the starting five 
that also included Bobby Simmons, Royal Ivy, John Salmons at one point, Drew Gooden. That's that was those were not fun times. As much fun as we had with uh, my man Kurt Thomas being a huge factor in the Fear of the Deer team. Before Andrew Bogut got, you know, upended by Amari Stoudemire. You want to talk about dirty players in this league? Because people are people are in, going in on social media on Marcus Smart, right? Dirty player, mean, I wouldn't want him on my team. Probably would. But there's always going to be those guys that just have your number. Marcus Smart was one of them, but he was not the most dominant Boston Celtic tonight. Behold our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coach's on Lake Danoon. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on The Fan. Eye on the enemy tonight. It was clear who the most dominant enemy was. That was Kemba Walker. Dude is good, guys. If anybody was wondering, there's only four of 11 from downtown, but dropped a 40 spot on the Bucks tonight. Also pieced in 11 rebounds and three assists in 38 minutes. He is a work horse there for the Boston Celtics. They also get 17 from Jason Tatum, who I think is one of the better young players in this game. 24, though, from Marcus Smart. Telling you, that guy would make $25 million a year if he played the Milwaukee Bucks 41 times. If they played almost exclusively the Bucks, that dude would be a walking all-star and probably a walking triple-double. Cleans up against the Milwaukee Bucks. He's 5 of 10 from downtown. In tonight's game, pretty sure he was either 5 of 10 or like 6 of 11 the first time they met in TD Garden. He was just unconscious from three as well. That's another part of the game tonight that maybe gets lost in the fourth quarter and how much closer it became than it actually was. Early in this contest, you were waiting and just keeping arm's length away. This Boston team came back and got you after a strong, strong first quarter at their place. Bucks were able to hold on, and whenever Boston got close, just elbow them away and just shove them to the side and finish the job against Boston tonight, 128 to 123. Take a look around the NBA scoreboard here on 105.7 FM. The fan, we're also going to hear from Mike Budenholzer along with Matt Velasquez here on the Pick and Save Pro Who's Post Game Show. Appreciate you hanging out. The first thing... I notice here on the out-of-town scoreboard is I thought we were supposed to see the return of Zion Williamson tonight, but apparently we're going to wait on that as he did not play for the New Orleans Pelicans tonight, but Brandon Ingram did, and uh, he was spectacular. Drops 49 in a 138-132 victory in overtime over Utah in NOLA. Donovan Mitchell was almost as good, 46 points, six boards, and two dimes from Spider Mitchell as he tries to keep the Jazz at pace with the Pelicans, but they outlast him by six at recess. The only other final 
on the docket tonight. The Suns go to Madison Square Garden and beat the just awful New York Knicks, 121-98. to Two games in progress, both right now in the second quarter. Two minutes left. The Orlando Magic, not so magical tonight at Staples Center. They beat the Los Angeles Lakers there last night. And they're down 23 with a minute 52 to go in the uh, first half, 67-44. to 44. Warriors, and Warriors and Nuggets, the back half of the doubleheader on TNT tonight. If you're still checking that out and you got it, the TV muted, listening to us on the radio.com app, five minutes left there in the second quarter. It's now 46-41 Warriors over the 28-12 and 12 Denver Nuggets. Pick and save pro hoops post game show here on 105.7 FM. The fan. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. Going to hear from Mike Budenholzer and Matt Velasquez straight ahead. A lot more to get to talking Bucks basketball with you. If you're leaving Pfizer Forum, still some time for you at 414-799-1250. If you want to join the conversation, talking Bucks basketball with you here on the fan. This guy's on the inside. After every game, listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. Divorce, child custody, or any other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Writes for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, JS Online, and covers the Milwaukee Bucks for us right here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. We talk to him after each and every game. Matt Velasquez, go follow him on Twitter at Matt underscore Velasquez. Matt, uh, the overwhelming sentiment from Bucks fans was, we should be happy they just beat up on Boston and never trailed, but was that the feel in the locker room after the game? Decidedly not. I think that's, that's probably a fair way to put it. Uh, Giannis was saying that after the game that they as players, um, you know, kind of talked about what had just happened. They weren't happy uh, with, with the fact that they gave up a 27-point lead and let it get within, I think, four in the, in the final minute. Um, you know, and then Bud came in and he let him have it. Uh, and he was saying, you know, basically this this, this won't do. Um, the effort out of halftime wasn't there. Um, you know, they, they were a mess on the, on the defensive boards um, and, and their offense wasn't great. Just a whole lot of things weren't good. Uh, and Giannis was like, you know what, that's right. Like, you know, that, that's true. Like, we can't be doing this stuff in the playoffs. It's just not going to fly. Um, and so, you know, as a team, uh, you know, yes, like they're happy that they won, um, but they definitely did not like the way they did it and the way that they closed this game out or didn't close this game out. And I think Bucks fans in general love hearing that, that, that Bud is similar to the, the fan perspective of it of how do you guys not come out of the break better? How do you, how do you not defend in the second half better? He is not focused on the end result. His end result comes in April and May. And hopefully June. You know, that's probably what he's thinking. Right. He's, he's thinking about June. Um, you know, that's, that's one of the things he got to mention. Like, he doesn't care, like, whether they won or lost. He cares how they looked and how they did it. And, you know, the first half was good. They were shooting, you know, really well. They made 12, 16 threes. Like, everything was falling and everything was nice, right? You got by 27 and you're feeling pretty good about yourselves. Um, but, you know, after that, like, you still have to play the game. This is a team that, you know, they led by, what was it, 16 at halftime in Boston, and they lost by 11 uh, early this season. 
like that still has to be in your mind that when you go into halftime up 18, like, oh, that's only two points more than our lead, you know, back in Boston, and they destroyed us in the second half. Like, yeah. the Bucks, that's what you got to be thinking. And the Celtics came right back out, you know, credit to them. You know, they, they put in some uh, some pretty serious work. Kemba with 40 points tonight. The Bucks really didn't have an answer for him. He had 24 points in the second quarter alone. Like, imagine what the score would look like if he didn't do uh, what he did in that second quarter. Just so fast, so so hard to stop. He's just a problem. But, um, you know, they they took it to the Bucks and, and they, they continued fighting on the second night of a back-to-back. You know, very impressive by them to be able to get the score back to, you know, what they got it to. Um, you know, it was just the Bucks had enough of a cushion and were able to do just enough in the second half to get the win. Matt, I think Kemba Walker is just outstanding. I, I love watching the guy play. You just talked about it. He's so fast. He's so downhill. He just attacks. And I, I think Boston, with him at the helm uh, of the backcourt, I think they're better this year than they were last year. What do you think being able to see him now twice going up against the league's best team? Yeah, I mean, I think that so far, uh, everything that we've seen would indicate that, right? Like, the, the Celtics look better. They're playing better. Um, I believe the record is, is better than it was at this point last year. I'd have to check, but I, you know, just based off everything that, you know, has, has transpired, I would assume that'd be the case. Um, you know, he just gives them a different element. He's not necessarily looking for his shots. Uh, he, he sets other guys up. He's also just so fast. Uh, he can get to the rim. Uh, it seems like he comes up clutch time and time again. Uh, he's just, I mean, he's just a fun guy to watch. I mean, I remember when, you know, we would watch him playing for uh, playing for the Hornets. Like, the Hornets, I feel like we're always in those games against the Bucks, And it's mostly because of Kemba. Like, he is so hard uh, to stop, to stay in front of. Um, you know, he gives everybody fits. And he, he is a joy to watch. Well, I'm amazed that you, you didn't, you thought it was because of Kemba and not the incredible ownership of of michael jordan i mean just just a tremendous owner there for the charlotte hornets right uh, sure sure that's like one a and one b right <laughs> yeah just right up there that's exactly what it was matt velasquez talking bucks with us inside the locker room conversation here uh on the fan eric bledsoe against this boston team is that between the ears matt because it just appears that seemingly every time they play boston eric bledsoe cannot show up I don't know if it's between the ears. I, I think that, obviously, um, you know, he didn't have as good of a shooting night as, tonight as he's had in recent games. Um, he had you know, some drives that just, you know, the layups didn't go down or open threes that didn't fall. Um, you know, and then, you know, he picked up three fouls in the first half, so that was kind of an issue. Obviously, when you're trying to chase Kemba around, uh, that's a tough matchup for anybody. And then I think the fourth quarter when he, he picked up that foul where he jumped into Tice and Tice got pushed backwards into Kemba and they called the, the foul and that was a three shot foul for Kemba and you know then Bledsoe's you know understandably upset mm-hmm. uh, but but Bledsoe said after the game he thought it was the right call I guess like if you push somebody into the shooter the foul is not on the guy you pushed but on the guy who was was ultimately hit sure um, or that's the guy who shoots the free throw so that's why it's a three shot foul um, you know but at the same time like you know Bled was understandably frustrated he gets teed up uh, Bud brings him out, and you know Bud was asked after the game why Bledsoe didn't play as much, um, you know, and and Bud said he thought that Bledsoe played his similar amount of minutes uh, in the first half that he normally would. Of course, he picked up the three fouls, uh, but then in the second half he just thought that George Hill was playing really well and didn't want to go away from him. Uh, George Hill definitely did play really well, uh, and it was a positive, uh, especially during a stretch late in the third quarter where. 
you know, with Giannis out of the game, the Bucks went on a 15 to three run. Uh, that was able to kind of restabilize them and give them a cushion again. And George Hill has, has been that calming influence offensively in that second unit, Matt, where when, when they need points and they need a little bit of an offensive spurt, it, whether he's putting the ball in the cup or being able to just set up offense and set up guys around him, he's been able to be that calming influence to slow a possession down and, and go get a bucket when needed. Dante DiVincenzo able to take advantage of a few tonight and tie that career high of 19. Yeah, no, he was great. Um, he, he was super confident with his three-point shooting. Uh, you know, at one point he had like a double crossover uh, into a three against Marcus Smart. There was one play I remember uh, where he kind of was motioning to, to the opposite side of the court to kind of set up the play. And then fresh off of kind of making that motion, he just turned and fired. Like, it was almost like he was like baiting Celtics defense to be like, oh, okay, they're, they're going to run a play. And he's like, no, no, we're not going to run the play. I'm just going to shoot. Uh, and, and he made it. I mean, he's been uh, really good, you know, the past few games in terms of his uh, three-point shooting after getting off to a slow start uh, through the first half of the season. And, you know, that's what the Bucks are banking on, that, that he can be someone who can shoot the ball at a high level and, and shoot it confidently and get to his spots. And uh, tonight was a really impressive uh, showing for him. So, Matt, you've seen Chris Middleton at the streakiest of hot and the streakiest of, of cold. Where about is he right now? Because he, he really has been efficient these last couple of weeks. He's been really, really strong. I mean, he's been great like all season. That, that's the crazy thing. Mm -hmm. I know that he, he, he has been streaky at times uh, in the past, maybe within this season. Um, but he's shooting the ball you know, better than he's ever shot it uh, in his career. And if you're looking at the, the full you know, width of the court, the length of the court, um, you know, not just on two-pointers. He's had seasons where he shot you know, the two-point shot, mid-range shot really well. Uh, and maybe not the three as well. There's been seasons where he shot the three-point shot better, uh, but wasn't as good inside. And, and this season, he kind of has it all going. It seems like he's found the comfort zone of like where he wants to get the ball, what he wants to do. Uh, and that stretch for the Bucks were without Giannis late in the third quarter. It was Chris, who played pretty much the whole third quarter, uh, who was leading that, that kind of bench group and you know, was the one helping the Bucks to, uh, to you know, get back to their, uh, their big cushion. So I just think he's been great. Um, you know, really in his zone, really finding his spots. And, um, yeah, I, you can't say too much about him. Uh, I just think he's been fantastic. And as much as we wanted to talk about, talk glowingly about what a 50-40-90 year was like for Malcolm Brogdon, he, he's damn close to it right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, his numbers are, uh, he's at the 40 uh, for throws, and he's, he's just below um, you know, for the overall field goal percentage. But, you know, if he keeps shooting like he's been shooting recently, he, he might be there in a hurry. Matt, appreciate it, man. It's always fun. And uh, we'll talk coming up here on a Saturday as the Bucks go and take on the Brooklyn Nets. And, Matt, I've been asking everybody. It's not just you. I'm going to need a Packer prediction because you know where everybody's minds are here in the state of Wisconsin coming up on Saturday. But I want to let you get a little bit of time and don't want to catch you off guard, all right? All right, so on Saturday, I need to remember who is playing and what sport it is <laughs> that's not basketball. Is, yes. is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll do some studying. Good homework assignment for you. Matt, appreciate it, man. We'll talk Saturday.
All right, great, thanks. That's Matt Velasquez joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're looking uh, to buy, build, renovate, or refinance, or maybe your passion has outgrown your home, a Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. I'm inside the beautiful Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin Studios. Pick and save probes postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Guys, 2020 is the perfect year for all of us to get everything you've always wanted, right? Your dreams come true. You're actually going to stick to your New Year's resolution. I know everybody's been working out five times a week. You've been doing your 25 push-ups and 25 sit-ups each and every morning. Been eating healthier. A lot of people, I know dry January was something I heard a lot of. That's still standing strong. I believe in all of you, but the number one resolution you got to make is realizing that your windows need to be replaced. 2020, guys, make window replacement a part of your 2020 vision and and save some money so you have more money to do things that you like doing, like going to Bucks games and then calling me after the game on this very post-game show, guys. In as little as one day, your home can be as much more energy efficient than it ever has before, and they can even do it in the winter. They don't just install... Guys, they do it all at Pella Windows and Doors. They're trying to simplify your life by measuring, manufacturing, installing, servicing, and then backing their windows with a limited lifetime warranty. Also, saving you money while doing so, because if you replace now today, you get your choice of these, right? 10-year, 2.99% APR financing, or no interest financing for 18 months to approve credit on qualifying installations. 18 months. That's a year and a half. Kids are learning to talk at that age. That's a long time, ladies and gentlemen. Nine different styles of uh, particular tastes that Pella windows and doors are going to fit to your home, whether it's vinyl, fiberglass, luxurious wood. I know my folks are putting in a new hardwood floor, so maybe it's some wood around the windows that they're looking for. Pella windows and doors is going to be able to do just that. And if you got a piece of that wood that you want to match, maybe some swatch of your paint in your house, you don't need a swatch to see the window that you want. Why don't you bring the swatch and go check out the real life-size window itself? That's the easier way to do it. And you can do that at the brand new Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Experience Center in Brookfield. It is like nothing you've ever seen before. Uh, Same, just like the 2019 Most Innovative Window Award. That is the roll screen option that they have at Pella Windows and Doors. just disappears. It's practically gone. You don't even realize it, and then you can soak up all that beautiful warmth that we get from the two and a half hours of sunlight that happens here in the middle of January in Wisconsin. Pella Windows and Doors, guys. Make window replacement part of your 2020 vision today. Stop into their brand new Pella Windows and Doors or Experience Center, like I said, in Brookfield off Blue Mound Road, or schedule your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI. Com. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. This is the Pick and Save Probes postgame show. Austin D on the other side. Chuck Freeman rustling around down at Pfizer Forum trying to get us the audio here. Need a little more time for you if you want to join us at 414-799-1250. Giannis tracks it down and jams. There's always something unexpected that changes the game. It's going to be crazy, man. Here's tonight's X Factor of the Game. Brought to you by Brian Stratton College Athletics. Offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan. 
Appreciate you hanging out. It's the Pick and Save Probes postgame show. My name is Bill Schmidt. Nice meeting you. Everybody calls me Baby Tausch on the air, and I just can't get them to stop. So you can call me Bill, Billy, whatever you want. Bucks win tonight, 128-123, 414-799-1250. Still a little bit of time for you here on 105.7 FM, The Fan, as we get ready for, guys, I'm not going to lie to you, everybody's still so getting ready for Packers football this weekend. I mean, it is just dripping. It's oozing. We just can't wait. Salivating for the opportunity for the Green Bay Packers to go to a Super Bowl. And this is exactly how everybody is going to be feeling about your Milwaukee Bucks come the middle of May. This past year, May was an electric month downtown. I'm wearing my... It's like a nutty is what they call it. A sweatshirt that doesn't have a hood, but it's got the pouch around it and makes it look like a hoodie. Bucks basketball. I got it at a game a couple of years ago. Threw it on today and immediately had a flashback to the Bucks knocking out Boston in game five. Wearing this, I'd say exact outfit, but all right, exact outfit. And hanging out at the Mecca, watching the game with a bunch of buddies. As the clock hit zero and the Bucks eliminated Boston, they were going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Running around downtown, running in that little metroplex, definitely lubricated, don't worry. And just losing our collective minds. Bucks fans just going out in droves, loving it. That's the feeling that is going to be back in this city once we get to that point in time. I'm hoping people are doing the same for the Packers this weekend. Because if they win and they go to a Super Bowl, we're not going to have the conversations of, oh, they're the worst 13-3 and team ever. No, they'll be the sixth team in Packers history to go to a Super Bowl. It'll be the third time Milwaukee Bucks would find themselves in the NBA Finals. This hour on The Fan, guys, is brought to you by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time than anybody. Visit schneiderjobs.com or call them at 1-800-44-PRIDE. The MVB of tonight's game brought to you by Chevy. Hard to not give it to Giannis. 34 minutes, 11 of 22 from the floor. 32 points, had 17 boards and 7 assists. Strong case for Chris Middleton. Just efficient as all heck as he continues to be. 8 of 13 from the floor. 3 of 5 from downtown for cash in 23 points. But Brooke Lopez in that first half, in the first quarter, more importantly, 4 of 4 in the first quarter, 3 of 3 from downtown. Been pretty critical of Brooke's offense here as of late, and he was one of the main kickstarts early in this game, and that was the 16-point lead that the Bucks had after one period that really they've kept and kept all night long, and it was their 10th wire-to-wire win here of 2016 or 2019-2020. Brooke Lopez hitting three threes. The three threes he hit tonight, 16 points, along with three boards and assist and four blocked shots for Brooke Lopez. He is your MVB, brought to you by Chevy here tonight on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Defensive play of the game with Labor's International Union Local 113. Feel the power online at liuna113.org. One of those four, and it came against the guy that dropped 40 for the other guys. Here's Walker. Great catch it by Lopez. Giannis going at Hayward off a spin. Yes, and it counts. 
Now it's Marv Albert, the voice of the NBA on TNT with the call as the Bucks knock off the Celtics tonight, a team that I firmly believe this organization will see again in the playoffs this year. These two teams just seem too similar, too good, and too deep in pretty much all aspects of the team for this matchup not to happen again. I mean, the third year these two organizations meet up in the playoffs, and uh, another great one would be on hand. Next time the Bucks are on the floor, and we're back on this Pick and Save Pro's postgame show, is Saturday night. Bucks from Barclays Center. Five o'clock tip-off. Note the start time on TN or NBA TV, I should say, on Saturday night. We'll be on the air right after the game here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Your injury report on the night brought to you by McCormick Law Office. Dan McCormick, the back injury attorneys. Dante DiVincenzo was day-to-day with a right finger sprain. Yeah, I think he was all right. Notched and tied his career high at 19, and the Bucks win 128 123 for Austin D here in the studio. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. This has been the Pick and Save Probes post game show. Appreciate you hanging out live at five. Keep it right here. This is 1057 FM, The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.